Welcome into the 3 o'clock hour. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, no longer on the show. He has gone away. He's gone away to get ready for his uh, broadcast here tonight. Aztec Women's Aztec team taking on the Portland Pilots out in Portland. So it's just me and Matthew Scraby. He'll be back, though, for the Big Five right. at the end of the hour. Coming back uh, for the Big Five, uh, some other news we've gone over today. Craig Council, the new... Uh, head coach, not head coach, head, head, excuse me, head, no head, just manager of the Cubs. <laughs> Gosh, that was difficult. See his contract? I did not. 40 years or 40, 40 years. years. That's huh? a lot. That's a great Woo! contract for him. My Five Lord. years, $40 million. So $8 million a year, which apparently is a pretty big uh, deal for a manager. I didn't realize that they didn't make $8 million. I thought they would have made $8 million. No, that's, that's, I, that's part of the new. Like, managers' numbers all of a sudden being public again, there was like a, a, I would say about a 10-year span there for maybe like 2008, maybe to 2020, where you didn't get, you weren't getting numbers. That's weird. Well, it's weird if uh, you were used to getting them. But then they went quiet. You would just get the years. And I think teams were trying to, they were bringing managerial Numbers huh. gradually down, which Interesting. is why you didn't hear. But now some of these managers have, you know, built up such a, a reputation. You're going to have to pay good money. In this case, you had to probably pay him more because the Mets were lurking to to sign him. And so in this that's case, true. the yeah. numbers yeah. become a little bit more public than, yeah. than we're used no, to that's seeing. A, that's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. Like the whole Craig Council thing kind of confuses me. Like why? I know we've talked about why the Padres would let Bob Melvin interview with the Giants, but the Brewers and the Cubs, like they're going to be battling for the division for years to come. Like why would the Brewers want that? Why would they want to give him the opportunity to interview with a team in their division? That just doesn't make sense. I it mean, doesn't make either, sense with the Padres e- either. Either, either Craig decided, you know, he had done all he set out to do, or maybe won a new chain, or the Brewers didn't want to pay him. With that could be a, the that Cubs could be a have too, decided yeah. to pay yeah, him. Good point. Or the Mets have. I mean, it's the same Brewer team that traded Josh Hader right in the midst of being in playoff yeah, contention. That's true. And we watched their season, at least that season, which was the 2022 season go the wrong way. Now, they proved out to be correct in their assessment because they got back to the playoffs that year. Now, they were ousted in the first round, but nonetheless, they got there. So, you you uh did you play on the same team with Craig Council? Yes. Okay. I did. What makes him a good manager? Uh, his temperament. Uh he he played so he gets it and he wasn't like a superstar, so, you know, he had to do a lot of things really good. Because his athlete wasn't like the best athlete on the team, yeah, and he's one of the smartest baseball people I, I've ever had a chance to be around. So. I'm finding that when you are a player and you become a manager, it seems to me that a lot of the good managers, player managers, were the ones that weren't the best. Well, you have to be able to relate to everybody, and typically those are the the people that they relate to the guys who don't play every day and. They can relate to the to the to the big dogs because they're respected because they go out and they do their job well, you know, even if it's not on an everyday basis. So uh, it's clear he has a lot of he's had a lot of success in Milwaukee, and I'm sure he's going to continue to have a ton of success in 
Chicago. All right, we uh, have our daily gambit. Score a turkey day touchdown when you shop your whole feast in one trip, and that's at Smart and Final. Use promo code SF Thanks. Why is it SF Thanks? That's the code they gave us. Huh? Smart and Final Thanks. Ah, there you go. I was thinking San Francisco. So <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. When I read it. When I read it. <laughs> SF Thanks. All one word for free delivery on your next order. All right, let's play some daily gambit. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Ah, uh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Well, nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Just a reminder, we are on the camera, so if you want to join us and watch our show, you can go to YouTube, type in 97.3 The Fan. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page for our station because it will bring up all the live shows that we do as as well as Ben and Woods. Uh, Stay tuned on your Daily Gambit. It won't be today, but... I'm sure by tomorrow we'll be having some type of daily gambit on the odds for the finalists that are being announced right now. For the Cy Young. For Cy Young, for MVP. Okay, so these are just the finalists. These are just the finalists. Kevin Gossman looks like he's won. I mean, he's looking. He's dressed up <laughs> he's pretty really, nice on a yeah, Monday. He is. To, for it does not to be one of the finalists, but he's the first face we see on TV. So we'll figure out who those are probably have it for the okay. daily gambit sometime this week i like it i like it also we on the stream someone said they like tony's shirt it's a nice san diego padres shirt um it, it looks good yeah it looks know, good uh i can't remember who gave oh one of one of um the young ladies i worked with at bally no oh, uh, okay i think it was a birthday a gift so very nice you know i get a lot of san diego padre gifts believe it or not i know i work for them and you would think Probably don't need any Padre gear, but this one's unique, right? This is a this isn't one you're gonna get at the Padre store. So yeah, thank you for. Oh, the, you hear that, everybody out there? You can't have it. No, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I just said you're not gonna find it at the Padre store. Nonetheless, thank you for the compliments. Yes. Everybody. All right, let's go and review the bets that we did last week. My four leg parlay started like this: Iowa and Northwestern. They needed to be under 30 and a half, and I believe it was like 13 to 7. I didn't even check to see what the actual wait, wait. score was. Have this is what we come to now. You have four-game or five-game or three-game parlays, and you don't even check that? Well, because I had talked to Chris, and he had confirmed that they were not uh, – they, they didn't go over. So uh-huh. I'm going to look for the score right now, and it is – got to go back a week. This is a disaster. Um, gosh dang it, Matt. Oh, there it is. Whoa, Iowa, wait. 10. Northwestern, 7. So they were under the 30.5, which was the lowest point total in history of college football, really. Uh, Utah State minus 2.5 over the Aztecs here on Saturday night. The Aztecs uh, did force some overtime, but they ended up losing Utah State 32-24. to So we, or I won that one. The Raiders beat the Giants by a lot. All they needed to do was beat them by 2. And then Chris's... Dumb Dolphins needed one more leg for this to be to cash over 50 and a half total points for the Dolphins and the Chiefs. They only combined for 35 points. So that's where the fell a little short. I should have just stopped at the three leg parlay as you guys tried to get me to do. 
Wyoming, Colorado State over the weekend. Wyoming, six and a half point favorites. Tony and I chose Wyoming. Wyoming did beat Colorado State by nine, 24 to 15. So we went on that one. San Diego State and Utah State, we were kind of shocked about the over-under of 57 in this game. All of us went under, (laughs) and all of us won, but it was a total of 56 points. We barely won. Like, these odds makers, Chris and I always say it all the time. How do they know? They they know something. They have the almanac in front of them, but uh, we won that bet as well. Tyreek Hill over under 94.5 receiving plus rushing yards. All of us went over. And he only had 65 combined yards, so didn't happen there. Denver, six-point favorites over the Mavs on Friday. Uh, Chris and I chose the Nuggets. The Nuggets did win 125-114, so they covered as well. And then Bulls player Zach Levine over under 25.5 points. You and Chris, Tony, said over. Levine had 24 points in that one. Just under. Just under. There's a lot of just unders there. Uh, all right. For- this, you know, it's funny. I got home. This was probably the only bet I remembered from our daily gambit. The Zach Levine. That, the Zach Levine. And so it's safe to say I wasn't very happy that he fell, fell no, just short. No, no. Uh, there was a lot of talk about the courts in the NBA over the weekend. Like, people were not a fan of those courts. I don't know how you ended up with it, Tony, seeing all the different games. But were you okay with those courts in the end? Yeah. I mean, some of them are ugly. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. But some of them I like. I like the Bulls. I like the all red. You can get I away hate, with all red. I hated Charlotte's. I didn't even I, see that one. Yeah, you did. No, no. Was that Dallas? That who, was. Um, who were you we watching? We were Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Didn't like Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, there were some I liked, some some I didn't. Well, there were a lot. A lot of NBA fans kind of were like, what are you guys doing? I mean, it, it's. I think James Worthy, I was watching the Pop Laker game, and he. I think he said it best. He said, uh, no, they don't really. They're not really at trying to catch the eyes of, of 40, 40 and over. They're, <laughs> That's they're only, true. They're, they're really only out trying to get the approval. But I feel like people forty and over are the ones that are going to complain the most these days. Uh, we're, yeah, for sure, we definitely are the ones who are going to complain the most. <laughs> so they should probably think about the forty and over as well a little bit. But anyway, so. anyway. Uh, so here are some of the bets that hit over the weekend. This one's crazy. This person put down five dollars. And it was for Cole Komet, tight end of the Bears, to score two-plus touchdowns. Cade Otten to score two-plus touchdowns for the Bucks. Both of them had two touchdowns. This bet paid out plus two, $207,300, so that $5 turned into $10,370. I mean, that that's a $5 you, you, you pretty much are just giving away in your head. Cole Komet and Cade Otten together having two touchdowns is crazy. Irv Smith Jr., someone bet him to be the first touchdown scorer in the game last night between the Bengals and the Bills. It was a plus $2,800 bet, or plus $2,800 odd bet. 107 to, or sorry, they bet $107. They won $3,107. So I'm just bringing these up because this is how crazy betting can be. No one in their right mind should ever bet Irv Smith Jr. to be the first scorer of the game, but he was, and they won their bet. $107.15 seems like a weird number to to say, you know what, that that seems like that's all I got type money. Uh, That tells me that they gamble too much because they have equations. (laughs) $107.15. Like I was reading up on this. He wanted a cool $3,107.35. That's what he was looking for on the way back? No, he was probably has a computer program that tells him, he says, here's $500. Tell me what to bet on. And it says, you should bet $107.15 on this. 
but it's kind of crazy. You might be right, though. This person may have just been like, here's the rest of my money. That's <laughs> all I got. I'm right. I'm going on this. 15 cents. Like, I got a diamond and a nickel in my pocket. Here, throw that on top. <laughs> I'm going to mail it to you, DraftKings. Uh, another one would be Odell Beckham Jr. He was a plus 390 to score a touchdown for the Ravens. He did score a touchdown for the Ravens yesterday. Someone bet $10,000 that he was going to score a touchdown for the Ravens yesterday. So they ended up winning $49,000 on this bet. Uh, That's just crazy. $10,000 on Odell scoring a touchdown. He got it. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, Yesterday, there was a bunch of bad beats in the, the Cowboys and Eagles game. The Cowboys, like, almost scored twice. And they... Or the two point conversion was Dak out of bounds, and then the touchdown that was called back was a was a tight end, and so it, they were plus three and a half, and at, all the betters were wanting them to get those touchdowns. Never ended up happening. So Cowboys bad beat. Now hang with them. The only bet I have for tonight, since Chris is not with us right now, James Harden makes his debut with the Sixers. His over under is fourteen and a half points tonight. Tony, it's the only bet you got, huh? Yeah, yeah. The guy you hate talking about on the show the most. Yep. You're going to use him as your get-out-of-jail-free card here because you didn't have another bet. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. <laughs> After, the way you paint that picture, yes, it does sound really bad. It does sound really bad. You're just using him. All right. Uh, I'm going to say oof, that's actually a good number for his first Really? I thought out. this was like, I mean, he's a system, so he's going to score <laughs> – 75 points. If, if James is on his normal James hard stuff, he would eviscerate this 14 and a half. But I have a feeling he's going to be on good behavior. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there now. I'm going to say just over. <laughs> okay. Just over is not a, a guess, but over is. Um, I think he's going to shoot like six for 20. And still go over. And still go over. <laughs> Have some free throws in there. You know oh, yeah. he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll check on that tomorrow. But All right. That's There's it for... um, our daily gambit for the day. We'll get to break when we come back. little Aztec basketball talk. Jay Billis had some things to say about the Aztecs. We'll get to it when we return. More Gwen and Chris. Here's some traffic. The biggest fan contest is returning November 13th. Visit 97.3thefansd.com slash biggest fan. Register your name and then listen at 9.15 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and 5 p.m. during each fan talk show. If you hear your name called, call us back within 10 minutes and you'll qualify for our grand prize. 20 tickets to a 2024 Padres game in the Odyssey Suite to watch a Padres game with your friends and all of the fans' hosts. Matt Scraby here, Tony Gwynn Jr. here, Chris Ello. In Portland, but he'll be back for the Big Five in about 20 minutes or so. And we need to talk about the Aztecs. Before we do that, though, I wanted to shout out Uber driver Tommy. He is uh, unfortunately in the car with my brother right now, and I'm sorry <laughs> about that. You always got to take a shot at your big bro, man. What's he's up? my little brother. but I'm oh, sorry, little bro. Uh, yeah, he's my, my brother texted me and said he's a big fan of the show, and he says that uh, I take too much of a beating from you guys. Who from said you that? and Chris. Tommy, the, the Uber driver. Tommy, don't be fooled by this guy, man. He... he I tell you what, you not only are you coming into your own in terms of um, popularity uh, <laughs> around the city, but you have pulled off the ultimate Houdini trick. I'm starting to put this all together. You have 
somehow made folks believe that we are constantly on your head. And although part of that is true, we are constantly on your head, it is with good reason. Is it? Yes. Is it? Oh, see. You know how many people told see, me this is what you do really thing? well. You play you play this this character very well. It's not a character. <laughs> it's a reality, man. <laughs> I mean, you know how many people came to me at the Hall of Fame induction and said, "Love the show. Love you three. Wish they were nicer to you." Yeah. I'm like, "Me too." You me know too. The, the more interesting part of that is, it hasn't stopped them from listening. So, clearly there's <laughs> something about it that they enjoy. One of the gentlemen that I met, he said that he loves, loves when Chris and I fight. And I was like, I don't love that. I, I'm sorry. I, I must say, even as one of you guys' partners, I kind of enjoy it on, on occasion, too. On occasion, yeah. yes. Yes. Sometimes it gets I a little I specifically too far. like the ones when you're actually pissed off. Yeah. Or Chris uh, is actually pissed off. Yeah, my dad did something over the weekend that legitimately made me angry. And I won't admit what it was, but it was... Um, he, I'm laughing because I already know what I, it was. I, I think... I'll just... Uh, sorry, Are you going to roll your dad under the bus, man? This is... I'm he, just... he created a very bad smell. Oh, and, he just rolled his dad under the semi-truck. And I was like, really? Shame on you, Sam. And I got so angry, I got up and I left the room cursing him. First of all, shame on you for just Sorry, rolling your dad under the bus. The man just had surgery not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, he, and, you, yeah. and you're just rolling him under the bus. Secondly, one of my all-time favorite things to laugh at is when somebody, as you said, creates a foul odor, foul odor <laughs> that is so foul that a person can go from completely fine and happy to pissed off. <laughs> it's it's honestly one of the funnier things if you ever have seen somebody like catch a whiff and go from calm to pissed off in like zero to ten. It is it is that was honestly yesterday. one of the funniest things. So I really I can imagine <laughs> I can imagine rolling on the ground la- laughing at you, but I can also imagine you being you, you so are, you would be rolling on the ground, but you would also be choking <laughs> from the smell. I mean, it was. I can't believe you did your dad like that, man. Sorry, dad, but I told you I was so mad yesterday <laughs> that I was going to do something <laughs> he's, drastic. He's still taking out revenge on his pops. I did, I did. All right, we went into the break and we said we we're going to talk about the Aztecs real quick. The Aztecs football team lost thirty-two twenty-four uh, in overtime. Tough, another tough one. This season has been a tough one, but we'll talk more about them later in the week. But the Aztecs, uh, Jay Billis, ESPN's uh, college basketball guy, ranking the Aztecs at twenty-fifth be in this year or to start this year. He said he likes the team. He likes coach Dutcher. He thinks that they're a team that could go far, but they've lost too many pieces and they're going to have a hard time after losing Nathan Mensa and him uh, leaving the team because he was a guy who was huge defensively for them. Listen, I, I think uh, we talked about this with coach uh, Velasquez last, last week. Um, the fact that, and especially, I don't know if, if people, everybody else noticed it, but I noticed when the Aztecs played on CBS or when they played on a national standpoint, Menzo was the guy that they most of the time focused on because of his defensive prowess. Uh, and I don't think there's any secret that that piece is going to be very, very tough to replace. Um, but I think, and I, you know, I don't disagree with Jay very often. 
But I think he's selling this Aztec team a little short right now, as I think a lot of people are, yeah. quite frankly. And so, uh, again, it's always going to be washed out um, on the court. We'll figure out what's true and what's not. But it does seem like people are um, not putting a lot of stock into the the players that they have returning. Yeah, I mean, those guys got some pretty invaluable experience last year going to the national championship. You got Lamont Butler, who hits a a game-winning shot to send them to the national championship. I I don't think those things are something to, to like, discount because you can't get that experience without actually having to do it. And now when you go play a big game in Utah State or something, you have experience to draw on by playing in the national championship. I think that goes a lot further than people are giving them credit for, too. But they open the season tonight. They are actually number 17 in the polls. Jay Billis was just saying he's 25, but they're going to play Cal State Fullerton at Viejas Arena tonight. They're going to raise their banners honoring its 2023 Mountain West regular season and tournament titles. Did you see the ring that they're getting, Tony, for the Mountain West title? I did not. It looks like a Super Bowl ring. Good. It is incredible i love it that's it's incredible that's uh that's something that you know what ha- that's how it should be when you go to a national championship well it wasn't game. for that it was the mountain west title oh this is for the mountain west yeah i didn't think you'd get a ring no you don't get a ring national championship game but the mountain west title that's was what was like, in my it's head like a super bowl ring good for them yeah no they deserve I mean, it they the, want it I, i'm sure that that is that ring is aided by the the long run to the national championship. it may not be a national championship ring but i'm willing to go i haven't seen the ring but i'm willing to go out on the limb and say this ring looks better than the other mountain west championship oh, yeah. rings that have been in the past i i had to like stop the video that i was watching to see what it what the ring was for was it for the national championship but no it was for the mountain west so they're gonna get those rings tonight they're gonna raise a banner tonight and we will talk about it tomorrow chris will be joining us when we get back we have the big five and we talked a little bit about it earlier but the padres are expected to name someone as the manager of triple a el paso i will ask them a question about that person during the big five next on 97.3 the fan skiers and snow Snowboarders, Snow Jam is this Friday through Sunday at the fairgrounds. Get free and discount lift tickets to Mountain High, Mount Baldy, and more. All the details are at snowjamshow.com. Our massive annual clearance sale is better than online. The selection and deals are incredible. Ask a pro- 334 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Chris Ello currently away, but he's actually going to join us here shortly. Big Five coming your way, no traffic. No traffic. Let's get to the Big Five. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one. The only. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, we still got a Big Five today, even though Chris is up there in Portland, a place I have still never been, and I will go one day. We'll see about getting up there to Portland. Chris, would you recommend it? Uh, If you like rain, if you like rain, it's the uh, Northwest. It's (laughs) rained the entire time we've been here. I do uh, like rain. That's kind of life in Portland, I have a feeling, is spent walking underneath an umbrella. (laughs) Okay. I I need to get a nice umbrella then before I go. Thank you, Chris. Yes, number five. 
Now, the Padres made a bunch of moves over the weekend. We've talked about some of them, but uh, they are expected to name Mike Daly as the manager of AAA El Paso. Daly has never coached at the professional level, although he has extensive experience working with A.J. Preller. Um, This is all according to Dennis Lynn. Uh, Daly spent 15 years in the Ranger front office, Hoping to or helping to oversee international scouting and player development, and eventually rising to the position of assistant general manager, he came back with uh, or he reunited with AJ Preller two years ago, after being reassigned by Texas general manager Chris Young and receiving permission to interview with the Padres. So, Chris, do you need coaching experience to manage a team? No, I mean everybody's got to be a coach for the first time, right? Or a manager for the first time. So I mean, I, I at one time Dusty Baker had no experience, and same goes for Bruce Bochy, believe it or not. So uh, a lot of guys are can be successful their first time around. Uh, a lot of guys need a couple of opportunities before they get it figured out. But I can hear Padre fans already saying, "Oh no, here we go again, another hire from somebody from the old Texas Rangers organization where AJ Preller used to be." But Right now, hiring away from Texas is probably not a bad thing, considering what they just accomplished this year. So, uh, you know, I, I give this guy an opportunity. Um, it, look, if he sees eye-to-eye with A.J. Preller, that's a step in the right direction. Right. You know, having your AAA manager be in line with your big league general manager. So let's hope that it's a good, it's a good relationship. Tony, do you need coaching experience to manage a team? No, I think Chris is right. Everybody has to start somewhere. Um, and in this case, he's actually starting in the minor leagues. I mean, we've had guys take over big league teams that didn't have any managerial experience prior to. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it works. I think it works just to at least, as Chris said, give, give him an opportunity to see how he does. He, if he ha- does have the same baseball ideology, I think that's a step in the right direction, as Chris said. So, yeah, I don't think you necessarily have to have experience in order to manage. Um, when you're doing those type of jobs like international scouting and, and, and player development, you already are kind of in the trenches anyway. You kind of already know the lingo, know the, the way you have to approach a player in order to get that message across. So um, now you're you're having to do it on a daily basis and you know you'll see how it goes. I guess it surprised me a little bit that he had, uh, Dennison was reporting that he had no professional experience, manager, coach, or player at any levels. And so that's why it surprised me. But you guys do make a case. I mean, I mean, pl- you said he, he had player development in Yes, he's in definitely Texas. So, part of that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not necessarily that's what he's doing. managing. like. But now it's, it's, it's the same thing, but it's on a more specific, consistent um, level, right? I mean... If you're a part of player director, you're not necessarily making contact with players every single day, but they know when players know when you're in town and you know you have different conversations. He's just going to have to do this on a on a case by case basis. He's going to have to do it on a everyday basis. So, yeah, he may not have any managerial experience, but he has experience in dealing with players. All right. Number 4. Number two overall pick in last year's NFL draft, C.J. Stroud is doing some big things this year. Yesterday, the Texans offense had 75 yards to go. With very- he was able to drive him down the field, throw a touchdown. The Texans won while he set the record for most passing yards in a game by a rookie in NFL history with 470 yards 
against the Bucks yesterday. He also threw five touchdowns. He also was sitting on every one of my fantasy benches. <laughs> yes, he uh, was. I mean, I, what am I going to do? He, I would never start him anyway right now. But now I may be uh, starting him going forward. The Panthers, as we all know, selected Bryce Young out of Alabama, number one overall. And they've said that they aren't... They aren't um, second-guessing their decision, but he has not been as successful as Stroud has to start their careers. Tony, when do you start getting nervous if you're the Panthers about your choice? I don't think it's no time to get nervous. It's so early. Uh, It's not often that you can be the second pick and be the steal of the draft, but that's what it's looking like right now. Uh, On Bryce Young's tip, he hasn't played poorly, though. It's just that... C.J. Stroud have had some big, big games. I mean, the 400 yards in last uh, yesterday's game. Um, he had another big one earlier this year. Um, so those 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 type of numbers tend to become headlines, and you, you tend to talk about it a little bit more. Um, and his team, quite frankly, is having a little bit more success than than um, the than Bryce Young. So, yeah. um, I, but I don't necessarily think that that means Bryce Young is not playing well. Um, he missed, I think, a game earlier because of injury. Outside of that, he's had a couple really nice games, not huge uh, numbers-wise, but um, has played well. And so I don't think the Panthers have anything to, to necessarily be um, looking back or regretting at this point. I think it's well too early. Let's get through the first, these first couple seasons and see. Because, listen, C.J. Stroud could very well go on to win the Rookie of the Year. Could very well go on to have a much better year than Bryce Young. But... What happens in year two? Can can Bryce Young close the gap, if that's the case? I think it's just too early to make that determination. That is one thing you guys have beat into me, is that it's too early. Even though it looks nice to throw for 470 yards and five touchdowns, i got to wait a little bit. Chris, when do you start getting nervous if you're the Panthers? Well, I think a couple of things. First of all, Bryce Young is playing like a rookie quarterback, uh, and he's having the ups and downs of a normal rookie quarterback. C.J. Stroud is not playing like a rookie quarterback, and that's the difference between the two. But when they went head-to-head a couple of weeks ago in Carolina, Bryce Young won the game. So he's got that going for him. Now, having said that, a big fat I told you so to every one of the analysts, the draft analysts who told us ad nauseum that Bryce Young was clearly the better quarterback than C.J. Stroud. And if you're an NFL draft analyst, you know who you are. Every single one of them right up and down the line said Bryce Young is the no-doubt first pick in the draft. He's clearly he's going to be better than C.J. Stroud. He's more prepared than C.J. Stroud. Tony and I and you, Scraby, all said, what about the size difference? Can, C- can uh, Bryce Young really get it done being so much smaller than C.J. Stroud? Right now, C.J. Stroud is looking less, Tony said, like the steal of the draft. I'm happy to say, we told you so. <laughs> he had to get that off his chest right there. I feel yes, like, I've been waiting all year for that. I feel like you were talking directly to Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay and those all guys. Of them. <laughs> Every single one of them, man. You know, you, re- you were watching that stuff. Of Every one of them said Bryce Young's going to be better. And maybe he will someday, but not yet. Not yet. Number three. My favorite NBA player, James Harden, is going to make his long-awaited debut for the Clippers. I mean, he's been on the team for a week now, I, I think, he and he hasn't even played. But anyway, he's making his debut for the Clippers tonight in New York against the Knicks, and it seems like most of the crew for the Clippers is going to be involved tonight. So, Chris, what do you think is going to happen with this team? 
Uh, they're, I think they're playing the Knicks tonight in New York, and I what I think is going to happen is James Harden's going to score 97 points and not pass the ball. <laughs> He's out. a system, <laughs> not a system player. He's a system. Because that, 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 that's what everybody's expecting it to be, right? They're expecting Harden to go in there and just be the worst teammate on earth and not throw the ball to anybody, take every shot, control the game from start to finish, not involve Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, or Russell Westbrook. So, you know, let's put that out there. Uh, but, no, I, I, I would think James Harden will ease his way into it. Um, he may not ease his way into situations off the court. But on the court, James Harden's pretty comfortable and a pretty crafty player. So, you know, I think it's going to be a while before the Clippers click. I, I wonder what will happen come postseason, you know, with, the, with all of this talent and only one ball to go around. But I think for the time being, James Harden will fit in nicely. Tony, what do you uh, think is going to happen with this Clippers team? I think that James Harden is going to be on his best behavior. Hmm. I, I, I think at this point, there's got to be a, a part of him or his team that knows that he can't. He's not going to get another, you know, mulligan if it doesn't work out in Los Angeles. At this point, um, I think teams won't be as willing um, at this point. And, you know, you kind of get indications about about that based on the lack of interest when he was on the trade market coming from Philly. There wasn't a whole bunch of teams that, at least reportedly, that were, were willing to go out and make a move for him. And so um, I think he, he'll – I don't know how it will actually fit. I have my questions in terms of – I mean, Russell Westbrook seemingly is back to his normal self. He's comfortable there. And now you throw another dude into the mix who – generally has the ball in his hand and needs to control it. How is that going to gonna work? Um, I think the Clippers, minus Harden, were already going to have a, a good season if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were healthy. Now you throw this. Got four dudes who, who might, who probably will, not probably, who are going to be Hall of Famers when it's all said and done. I just have a feeling James is going to be on his best behavior here in Los Angeles. All right. We'll see what happens. All begins tonight. Number two. Caleb Williams and USC lost another high-scoring affair over the weekend, this time to the Washington Huskies. And after the game, the cameras caught Caleb Williams heading over to his family in the stands and crying after the loss. That is not the issue for me. In the post-game presser, he was asked about the emotion and said, quote, I want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some sh- watch some shows. Like, we just lost the game. I work hard throughout months, years to have big games like this. Try and go win and play your best, each and every one of us. We came out with a loss today, so emotionally, I want to go home and I want to play with my dog. I can understand that. Where is your problem? You said that's not what you have a problem with. The problem is this. Here we go. After after this whole thing, many brought back the tweet from last year that Caleb Williams sent that quoted a video of Texas Tech quarterback Max Duggan crying after the Big 12 championship game. Caleb Williams quote tweeted and said, LOL. So now he's crying on the sidelines after saying laugh out loud to a guy who was crying. And Tony, what do you think the display? What do you think of the display of Caleb? Let me start that over. So, Tony, what do you think of the display of emotion from Caleb Williams over the weekend? I don't really think much of it. I think that uh, it was a tough loss, and this is like the three, third, and like four weeks for him. Yeah, you should get used to these. And so maybe, 
you know, it was a little bit emotional. Uh, you know, you bring we, the the quote tweet and, uh, you know, last year's post is, is brought up as it pertains to this. We don't know what the what what LOL meant in terms of we assume that it was meant. Ha ha. You're crying. Could have been ha ha. You could have be? been ha ha. You guys lost. That's what it could have been about, considering it was probably one of those bigger games. Uh, it's a weird thing to quote tweet, though. I mean, I, to each his own. And for for those who are in the drama field and enjoy, oh, yeah. oh yeah, making up or connecting dots, have at it. But I don't think this is much of anything. All right, Chris, what do you think about the display of emotion from Caleb Williams over the weekend? I like a display of emotion. Um, I don't think because you tell somebody or make a little poke fun at somebody for crying that you are never allowed yourself to cry again. Mm, I don't know about that. If that were the case, Scraby, you make fun of everybody who makes a mistake on this planet. So that means you yourself can never make a mistake the rest of your life. I, I don't People think who I, live in glass houses. Sh- what? I, I, I don't think I don't, you, I don't think I make fun, fun of everybody people for who making mistakes. Up? I'm not like, ha oh, ha, that just guy listen to, Just listen to half of our opens. <laughs> that's a <laughs> yes, whole that's, different that's, story. That's Tony and I making a mistake. No, I, you know, I just think that he, he probably, the emotion got the best of him last year. And maybe he and Max Duggan had some sort of personal rivalry going that we don't know about. No, I, uh, I'm going to go. Top go, college. Sorry. Keep his going. top college quarterbacks all get to know each other along the way. So perhaps there was something there. Maybe they had a previous relationship. Uh, I don't know. But um, I, I don't think because you quote t- tweet LOL that somebody's crying yourself or never allowed to cry again. USC is in a situation where their players should be crying. I mean, this was a top five team a month ago, and now they've lost three out of four. All hopes of a national championship and most likely of a Pac-12 title have gone out the, the window. Yeah. And for Caleb Williams, this is a guy who won the Heisman Trophy last year. And I think he lost the Pac-12 championship game last year. I think he That's wanted right. to get back Utah. there and win it. And I think he realized that he's not even going to get back to that stage. So it, it's understandable that it hurts. Uh, he was. Res- he actually went on to respond to his quote tweet. By the way, said he wasn't laughing at Max D. He was happy for him in his journey, his team, and his passion for his school. Blah 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 blah. blah. You know, when I'm happy for someone, usually I don't. Again, quote, you tweet don't. And say, know, LOL. You don't know it. You don't know what He's the context us is. Right there. He's telling us it was not the context that you said it was. Well, he quote tweeted a guy crying. I at know a press what conference. he did, and that it led you to say, oh. Point A connects to point B here. That's what it led you, know, you to say. Caleb Williams might be a really good dude, but his dad ruined it for me. Oh, I'm his sure. Dad his dad ruined it for me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell and you. You're, and let you're going to hold it against him until the day goes into the Hall of Fame. I don't know about crying into let your me tell you how much. Let me tell you what, what, kind of, what kind of day Scrape is on right here. He had one less uh, five spot. He was trying to figure out what question he wanted to ask it. And the obvious one was, you know, we just went over it. James Harden. You know Chris and I had to coax him into actually using the question. I don't feel like James Harden should be mentioned on the show anymore for what he does <laughs> to the NBA. This guy. He, he would you know rather what, have a big a, four than have a big five <laughs> yeah. just to keep James Harden <laughs> off, of the, off the list. All right. Also, if we're not allowed to, if we're not allowed to comment on anybody that Scraby doesn't like, we're not going to be able to talk about anything on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of people. You have a book. I don't Teams. at least have a book. So, 
Number one. We this dig- is actually why we I'm digress. so angry today. I promise there's a question at the end of this, but I sold my car to someone online. It's a company. <laughs> there we go. They, <laughs> the whole part of it was that they were going to come pick it up with a tow truck for free, and I was willing to just take what they paid me for it so I could get it out of my hair. I scheduled the pickup for this morning. Friday night, driving home from work, they called asking if they wanted to, if we could do it that night. And I said, yes, come pick it up, please. So they show up. They were about to load it on the truck when they realized their office gave them the check stub and not the actual check. So I said, I'm not accepting the check stub and you guys just take my car away. Uh, put it back in its spot and then come back on Monday. And they said, okay, we're really sorry. I kind of felt bad for the guys because it was it was, it was almost late. 10 p.m. Yeah, I bet. Anyway, they had to leave it, waited for today. Today I get the call from the driver. He told me he would be there in an hour. An hour goes by. He's not there. All right, I'll wait a little bit more. Hour and a half goes by. He's not there. So I call him back to ask. And he said, oh, no, no, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I said, all right, 10 minutes. He said, 10 minutes. 10 minutes goes by. Not there. Not there. 45 minutes later. Yowzers. So we're two hours deep now. There. I called again, and now he is ignoring my phone calls. So I left to come to work. I called the tow truck company, and they are as confused as I was. They have no idea what this guy is doing because it shows that he is doing what he says he's doing. So I think I may have discovered a little bit of something that's going on. Oh, my Lord. Long story short. Multiple discoveries in this this story. (laughs) I waited for an extra two and a half hours. That, by the way, is supposed to have a question at the end of it. I waited for an extra two and a half hours. You know something? I'm in a hotel room. (laughs) I'm in a hotel room lying on a bed. I could fall asleep at any moment. Chris, how long would you wait? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, we've arrived at the end of this tale. (laughs) How long would you wait? Well, I, I I need to know a little more information. Is, is this the guy buying your car? And if no. he doesn't buy it, you don't. He have has the check else for your car, though. To? He has the check for my car, supposedly. Yes. Right. But if but if he doesn't, if he never comes and pays for your car and takes your car, are you going to be all right to sell it somewhere else? Yeah, but I got I got a pretty good price, and I had already moved on in my head that this there thing was gone. There we go. We're like, getting to the crux of it. The, right here. the homeowners association well, is already to, like you're marking the tire. Until, listen, do you listen to the moment, Chris? Go ahead. Right. Go ahead, Chris. You're going to have to wait until the guy get feels darn well ready to get there. Then, yeah, I, I tell you one thing because your ability to not trust other human beings, <laughs> you could have had the car towed away on Friday night and be done with it. No, and you yourself could have just driven. Hang on. You could have driven over to wherever it is this morning and picked up the check and been on your merry way. I have my check stub 1053 on... right here, lady. That's right. You could have had I'm the sorry, check sir, stub. sorry, sir. 1053 doesn't think... exist. <laughs> I don't think the people. I don't think the people are going to go out of business and leave the country on a you know one thousand dollar check or whatever it is. So I I I think your unwillingness to trust humanity. Yeah. Is costing you now, and you are paying the price. That today. was never so an option presented to, to me. That was never an option. Well, I mean, presented it's to an me. option I'm presented to you. You could have you presented got the check to take the car. I'll, yeah, no, they didn't the want to do that. I'll come pick up the check on Monday. Wait, wait, time out. So, in the story, you said I asked them if they could pay me through Venmo. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. That wasn't an option. You said none of those were options. No, clear. no, it wasn't. But they did offer you the check stub. No, no, Wait, they just didn't. You say that? No, they offered it to me, thinking it was the actual check, and then I grabbed it, looked at it, and I said, "This is, this a is just check a check stuff. step." And they were like, "Do you want to just hang on to it?" No, that, that then was... they're like, "Oh," and then they both look at each other like. 
So it was never yeah. an option never to an keep option. the check stub. Never an option. But you but yourself could have brought it up and said, just go ahead. I'll keep the check stub. You Chris, this was car. like 10, 15 I'll come pick at up night, the money like... on Monday. Okay. So, so what? Can I, ha- can I have my turn, turn to y- answer yeah, your question? Yeah, of course. I think Chris is 100% right on this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really do. Like, if you, if, You're not even if, answering the question. If, if, what was the question? How long would, I... <laughs> How long would you have waited? You guys are giving your... <laughs> That was that was your spin right there. Yeah. Uh, what to answer your question? How long would I have waited? I would have waited the amount of time it took for my check to get there. I'm still waiting for the phone call. Oh. He he said ten minutes, like four and a half hours. Well, ago. eventually, if I had to go to work, I would have had to gone to work. Yeah. But I would have waited as long as possible. I did. And then I would have had ample reason then to call said tow truck company and be like, "Hey, your guy never showed up. I have to go to work." And now you can, you know, you can start doing, you know, some demanding at this point. Can I, you know, can I get a discount on this? Well, they're on this holding. Uh, uh, can you add some cash to I the number? They know I want my car gone. Yeah. They know that you know, I so want. That's, that's my friend. That's what they call leverage. And uh, you only have a little bit here. So, nevertheless, I would have waited because I would have wanted the money. I waited as long as possible. Okay. Well, and when I called the tow company. I believe I alerted them to a guy who's not doing his job. I'm, sounds like something should you have gone and sure. picked up the check this morning. Yeah, all done. With I don't it. know with Chris. who's talking right I'm now. I'm with Chris. I don't know who's talking right now. We'll be back with more Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan. Welcome in to our happy hour. It kind of sounded like Rob Manfred right there. Welcome in to our four o'clock half hour here on 97.3 The Fan. Gwen and Chris. Well, four I, o'clock half hour? Oh, I got you. Yeah, we're only going yeah. half. Because we are only going to uh, 4.30 today. We will be uh, carrying the Monday Night Football game between the Jets, Jets and the Chargers. Chargers. Um, if, gosh, I always forget his name. Staley. Brandon Staley? Brandon Staley. Yeah? What, what up? If he loses this game, is does his seat get hot? No. I mean, his seat can't does, be any hotter. It, uh, I guess they won last week. That kind of bought him, bought him some time, at least. I think I already know what I know about him. <laughs> I think it's not going to change. Right. I think you're right. Uh, I would be, you know, we saw Aaron Rodgers on the field before the game, and his prediction that he would possibly be back before the end of the year I mean, obviously, I'm not a doctor and I haven't examined him, but he looks pretty good throwing the football. I will say that I will believe it when I see it, but he's doing things at a stage that I haven't seen anybody. I mean, what? Like it's he's, been he's walking two without a, He's walking without like any noticeable limp. Yeah, no he's crutches. literally throwing a football around like he was back on hard knocks. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um I don't know. This is remember he didn't do the typical Achilles tendon kind of surgery. It was an ex- how I understand it. It was a experimental surgery that hasn't. There's not a ton of data on at no, this point. No, and so it like creates at a least, brace around right. the Achilles, and that's what is new about it. Right, and, and again, and this isn't just today. This is going back a few weeks ago when he. Came on the field less of a walk, less of a limp than I think most people expected. Most people are used to seeing. Yeah. And he was actually like planning on it and throwing a football. I What I know of, a, of an Achilles surgery that of a fully snapped Achilles like his was is that you're stuck in like a, a position yeah. in a boot or in a cast for like six weeks. Yeah. And then they gradually, slowly <sighs> move your foot back to tension. Seems crazy. 
I watched my wife have to go through this. Um, but nothing what I'm seeing from Aaron Rodgers. So like I said, I'll believe it when I see it, but it looks it looks great right now for him. It does look great. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll believe it when we see it. Uh, we will update you and get you up to date on everything that's Padres here in the next segment. Right now is Chris versus the fans. No, or it's Gwyn, not. Sorry, Gwyn versus the fans. We are going to uh, play for a couple things today. You will have a, or you won't have a chance. You will win a pair of tickets to Green Day at Petco Park on September 28th. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. on Ticketmaster.com. So if you beat Tony, then you will win those. And you will also be qualified for our new grand prize. A two-night stay at Resorts World Las Vegas and two tickets to Luke Bryan. Country music superstar Luke Bryan has announced the final shows of his record-breaking Las Vegas headlighting engagement at Resorts World Theater. The five-time entertainer of the year has fans on their feet in the high-energy electric performance that features only in Las Vegas production elements. Final show dates run December 29th through January 6th. Tickets on sale now at rwlasvegas.com. So make sure you call right now, 833-288-0973. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, once once we mention the Green Day, phones lit up. Here are the rules. Green Day is lit. Green Day is. I mean, do you know they're almost. Being, I think they are being played on all these stations. Classic I mean, rock. This, this takes us back to to our time. Classic rock. We're that old now, Tony. We're getting there, man. We are getting. We there. are getting there. The rules of this game: you have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, Chris is my not playing. Goodness! Chris is not playing again. You know what I was thinking about as I was reading that? No, nope. I didn't play the Gwyn versus fans open. That's what I was thinking. He as literally a during commercial break was like, oh, I. Got to get the Gwen versus the fans open. And okay. In a matter of 35 seconds, he forgot. All right, here we go. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, mm, mm, mm. now is your time. <laughs> Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Gwen versus the fans <laughs> starts now on 97.3 right. The Fan. Now that we've got the official open out of the way. That's out the way now. Let's get to our contestants. Uh, let's go first to... Ooh, there's so many good contestants to choose. Let's go to Ryan in La Jolla. Uh, Ryan. Maybe there's a different one. Okay, I'll choose a different one. What if he wasn't talking to you? I heard he wanted me to choose a different one, so I'm going to keep going. Cesar, you are up next, thanks to Ryan choosing wow. not to go. <laughs> Pickles. 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 Are you ready, Cesar? Let's do it. All right. Ryan, he's probably like, no, I was talking to someone else. <laughs> he probably was. Uh, all right. What team did Damian Lillard get traded to before this NBA season? Uh, the Bucks. The Bucks is correct. I knew you were going to know this. Nice like, work. Even if you're not an NBA guy, I know Cesar knows his sports. So here we go. Question number two. Which San Diego high school produced two of the 2004 Heisman Trophy finalists? Which two names or which school? Which high school? 
Helix. Helix High is correct. Reggie Bush and Alex Smith. That's a really, really tough I saw high both game. of those guys play. In, in high school? In high school against Poway, and this would have been before they were seniors, and they were just running up and down. I was going to say, like, I, I, I was the same graduating year as Reggie Bush, so I saw everything that he did throughout his high school career, which was amazing. Yeah, he, he was doing that. As his freshman year. Uh, yeah, 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 he was amazing. But I never got, saw Alex Smith. Was he like, when you saw him play, were you like, wow, that guy's no, going to be I a mean, number one overall pick? It's, it's In high school, it's it's at that time, it's a, it was a little bit harder for quarterbacks. True. I mean, we were watching Reggie Bush return punts, return kicks. He was getting ball. He's not getting it, much it, to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it just, he was hard for, for Alex to stand out. That's true. That's true. Well, he ended up going to be a number one overall yes, pick in did. the NFL and play a pretty good career, I think, or have a good career all right cesar question number three you get this right you are going to be going to the green day concert and entered for the trip to las vegas in the 2003 fiesta bowl ohio state won the national championship over miami with the help of what controversial penalty just give me the penalty description ohio penalty uh let's just call it pass interference you are correct oh, wow yes. <laughs> wow cesar didn't even need tony my guy jesse agley would tell you it was a bogus call and it was kind of a bogus call i need to go watch the video again yeah, it was uh it was it was the last play miami initially got the stop but the flag came in quite late, I might add, and uh, it gave Ohio State another shot. They ran it in. The rest is history. Wow. I don't remember this pass interference call, but apparently a lot of people do. Oh, yeah, everybody remembers it. I re- that was the year I graduated high school, so I wasn't a drunk just yet, so I should remember <laughs> this. That's how I, that's how that's I how do you... things in my life. I'm like, 2003, high school, not a drunk yet. I mean, you were going through some tough times, so I imagine that you definitely kind of calculate or remember I things based on that. I wouldn't call myself a drunk until the age of 25, 24, and then I well, became yeah, a drunk. I think, uh, I, 23. I, I keep going down. I think it kind of has to build up. You don't just come out the gate no, as an alcoholic. No. I mean, you probably got to. Well, I, I would say that this is a whole weird conversation, but I, I would say. I don't say, know how we got here, but we're here. I would say that I was, I'm always an alcoholic and I was always an alcoholic. I just needed to find that part about myself. Okay. And once I did, I was like, this is heaven for me until it wasn't. Yeah. And I, I did get some help. Actually, when we were at your uh, Hall of Fame induction on Saturday night, there was a listener that stopped me and said that his son-in-law struggles with alcohol abuse as well. And he said that it helped him to hear me talk about it because, you know, I don't really like realize this, but I guess I normalize it to an extent where they're like, wow, this guy was an alcoholic and he sounds, you know, he sounds pretty stupid, but he, I mean, he's back are, on track. You're a living, walking example of someone that, you know, with the right help. Yeah, definitely. Um, can get their life, you know, back on track. Yeah, so that, it's that was not the a, right keyword. It's help. not a death sentence for, for, it doesn't have to be no. a death sentence if, you know, you you come to the understanding that you did about yourself and then sought, sought out the help that was necessary in order to do it. My um, Whether it was forced or not, at first, it 
it happened. It was forced at yeah. first. It was like, do you want to live in this house? You will go to rehab or get help. And then I, I always tell this in, um, in AA because some people never believe, but I got kicked out of rehab. That's how bad I was. Mm. And they ended up letting me back in. And that was it. That was like so. Someone showed you some grace there because without getting, without getting back in, I wouldn't. Okay, here's the thing: they called me one night. I was gonna go to my rehab thing, and they go, "You know what? We're not letting you back in. Don't make it down here, or don't come down here. And we're just letting you know that you haven't done what we need you to do to stay in the program." And I was like, "Oh wow, wow, wow!" Instead of driving to the liquor store like I usually do, I said, "You know what? I'm gonna prove these people wrong." <laughs> and that's what it took me. To stop drinking was a little bit of spite. Whatever it was, it yeah. was it was the thing that got you over over anyway, the hill. Anyway. All right, so uh, Caesar, 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 Caesar won that last uh, competition. So Caesar, hang on the line. You didn't even get the answer. I didn't, which is good. You didn't have to hear me uh, mess one up or get one wrong. Uh, Caesar, hang on the line. Uh, Mister Scraby will get you here in a second. We're gonna get to break. Here's some traffic. Some of the finalists for uh, Major League Baseball awards season have started to kind of trickle through um, on our way out as we get you prepared for a little Chargers-Jets action. Uh, we'll go over some of these uh, finalists, official finalists. Got to turn your mic on, yes, everybody. Thank there you. you go. Official finalists, National League Jackie Robinson Rookie of the Year Award, Corbin Carroll, James Outman, Kodai Senga. I would... That's a good race. It's a good race. Unfortunately, Corbin Carroll's got that one, I think, sold up. All three of those. James Altman was tremendous at times, wasn't as consistent. Uh, Sanga was awesome, really, all season long, but he's a pitcher. Not, he doesn't have his often to kind of prove. Corbin, Corbin Carroll was, was that dude all season long. Yeah, he definitely was. I'm um, looking for and the, in the playoff matter. American League Rookie of the Year. Maybe they're not done announcing it yet, but we'll move on to the National League Cy Young Award no, finalists. I think they got American League Rookie I'm of the Year. I'm not seeing it. Um, it's uh, Tanner Bibby oh, okay. of the Guardians. I think it's Bibby or Bybee. Tristan Cassis. Ah, here it is. I Red it. Sox. And then Gunnar Henderson. Cassis, Henderson in particular, I remember because, again, position players, they both played well. Gunnar Henderson, though, I, I is my guess to be the leader on the board right now kid from the orioles oh yeah yeah he was talked about all season long um national league cy young award finalists first we just gotta say blake snell obviously made it he is on the list then you have zach gallon from the diamondbacks it's an all national league west uh cy young award finalist with logan webb closing in or closing that out yeah uh I, I think this is is a done deal too. I mean, it's got to be Blake I think it's Snell. Blake Snell. Uh, I don't think there's any question he was that dominant. Uh, we gone over all of the crazy statistics. Pro- if when he wins it, it'll be he was he's already the first player to lead the league in walks and punch outs. That should be a, enough for it. But now he's going to be the only Cy Young Award winner <laughs> <laughs> to lead the league in punch outs and walks. I mean. It does 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 him winning in both leagues that does that's not a contract booster right you, like you don't win you don't get more money on a contract because you've won the Cy Young in both leagues no that's just more of a personal I mean, accolade thing. saying no but being able to say that you're two time Cy Young award it's winner, a good resume and you're thing. winning a Cy Young award going into your free agency that'll get you some extra loot 
He chose the best year possible to pitch his best. That is true. Uh, American Great timing. Lug, American Lug, American Lug, American League Cy Young Award. Garrett Cole of the Yankees, Kevin Gosman of the Blue Jays, and Sonny Gray of the Twins. Yeah, hang with him, guys. Garrett Cole. <laughs> uh, the managers of the year, American League finalists are Bruce Bochy, obviously. Took his team to the World Series, won the World Series, but his regular season was good. Kevin Cash of the Rays and Brandon Hyde of the Orioles. Now, mind you, this is a regular season award. It, it doesn't count yes. for Boach that he went ahead and won the World Series or that he took out um, the Astros, Brandon Hyde's uh, Orioles. The Orioles. None of that matters. It's just the regular season. And from that standpoint, I think Brandon Hyde has the leg up here. He won over 100 games. Won over 100 games. He won the American League East, which... I think, by all accounts, was the toughest division. Who finished up below 500 in that division? Who ended up finishing below 500? Do you have that? Uh, would it be? It's not the Yankees. It's not the Blue Jays. It's not. Tampa I don't think did. anybody did. I don't, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody, did, anybody did. did. I'm gonna double check that. But either way, uh, no one had as good as the Orioles looked last year before they kind of faded. No one had them winning 100 games this year. No, no one. Not at all. And so I think I think he's got this one for sure. National League Manager of the Year Award finalist Craig Council of the Brewers, which is kind of awkward because he's going to Chicago to be the Cubs manager. Skip Schumacher of the Marlins and Brian Snitker of the Braves. Now, if we're talking about managers like you just talked about him, Brian Snitker would have to be the guy because his regular season was pretty perfect. Who were the finalists again? I'm sorry. No, it's uh, Snitker, Council, Snitker, and Schumacher. Uh, ooh. I mean, the Braves won away with it. Ran away with it, but Craig Council had a pretty good year. 92 not mention, wins. Not to mention Skip Schumacher. He did. First season, had 85 victories, a 15-win increase from 2022. Made the playoffs for the first time in a non-shortened season since 2003. I don't think this is as cut, as cut and dry. The Braves had a team that I think everybody picked at the beginning of the year to win the division. So who would you pick in this one? I was pick Skip. You would pick Skip. 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 Let me tell you something, Skip. <laughs> I missed that about Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I, I would think I would definitely pick Skip. All right. That well, team came out of no one had them doing anything remotely close to what they did. They're announcing the AL Most Valuable Player finalist right now, and oh, all Marcus I see is Simeon Marcus Simeon. Gets a, gets a, a nod. Uh, yes, he gets a nod. Uh, oh, here oh, they are. Corey Seager. See, Corey. No way. He missed. I think he played like 114 games, finished with 33 homers and 96 RBIs. It's Still. It's him, Shohei Otani, Corey Seager, Shohei Otani, and Marcus Simeon for AL MVP. Now, Shohei exited at what point? Uh, August? Is that too soon? I, th- I felt like it was at the time, but I didn't really know. This is going to be interesting. I think this might end up being closer than we. All I mean, because it was a runaway at with Shohei, like he was by far going to win it. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, he didn't finish the season. He did not finish the season. He tried. to How finish much the season. will he be held a, in a, to account for not finishing the season? I just did like he do enough win. through August to seal the deal? Well, he was pitching at a Cy Young rate that until he was. then. That so he was. I would think maybe he has. 
maybe a little bit of a yeah. Leg the up. more I start watching these highlights again, the more I remember. He's just crunching <laughs> home runs, how, just opposite how field dominant, home runs. How just, dominant he like was. his home run swing, he gets everything into it. Dude, Shohei is not a little dude. No, you told me he's like he's he like is, six five, two forty, fifty. Yeah, man. Um, it was unfortunate to see him go. So August twentieth, it looked like, or somewhere around there, he he ended up shutting it down. Yeah, somewhere around there. That might he might have done just enough, or might have uh, missed fact, out on too the, much. The fact that he was doing multiple things is really the you know he was pitching and hitting. Yeah, that's and what he was made doing him at so a high great. level. So we'll, we'll both we'll both say Shohei's going to be the winner there. But all right, real quick news on the Padres: they do not have a manager, but they did have Fernando Tatis Jr. and Hassan Kim win Gold Gloves. They Michael Walker declined. The option, or both the Padres and Michael Walker declined, and Nick Martinez is the same. Seth Lugo did last Friday, and uh, that's about it for the updates now. We'll we'll have more tomorrow for sure. Full four hours tomorrow. We're going to get you out to New York for a little Jets. Chicago, Chicago Jets Chargers. <laughs> Not Chicago. Jets and Chargers. Yes, Jets and Chargers. Full group will be back tomorrow. Chris, myself, and Scraby. Until then. Have a good night. Bye.